0: Ago, Joe and I have had uh, a few things going on. Finally, had the chance to get together here, Joe. So, uh, we uh, each gave a few opinions on uh, what we thought a handful of teams would be. Uh, I laid out what I thought the Browns should do, and uh, there was uh, I know I wasn't the only one caught off guard. We know the Browns at some point were going to take a quarterback, but how about Baker Mayfield and ending up going number one?
1: You know, I, I think back to DraftWay. I said it in my column on community.hungryfan.com. Dana was in shock. I said, Saquon Barkley, no matter what, just like Kevin Costner. And what happened? They did the, well, whoever else, no matter what. I, I You know, I'm not arguing with the Baker Mayfield pick, Randy. But you could have got him or... Any of the other quarterbacks that you wanted, you looked at Rosen, you looked at Allen, you looked at Sam Darnold, you could have got one of those guys three picks later, no questions asked. It took the Giants all of about 70 seconds to get back to the podium and take Saquon <laughs> Barkley. So I, I I, guess I don't understand. If you were that entranced with him, okay, fine. But then with the fourth pick, you went out, and get a five foot ten press cover corner who blew off a bowl game. All right, and that and there's other picks besides that, Randy, with the Browns that I'm questioning their um, personnel department that handles uh, player evaluations. Because if you're going to go after somebody that's got a character like that, well, then one all of a sudden, when you're four and eleven, is he going to bail out on you the last game of the season?
0: Well, man, Browns fans would just be happy if they were four and eleven.
1: Well, I think so, and I thought they made enough great uh, off-season acquisitions to do that. And right now, I think Baker Mayfield will be the guy eventually. You uh, know, um, yeah, I you take him, Rod Taylor, you're fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, you took him number one overall, so he's going to play at some point. Whether or not it's this year, that remains to be seen. But mm-hmm. more importantly, kind of to go back what you're saying about Saquon Barkley. Listen, I know the Browns picked up Carlos Hyde. I know. Yeah, it's not the guy. Um well, the the problem is the majority of Browns fans who know the name Carlos Hyde are going to know him for what he did in Columbus. He played the last handful of years on the West Coast for a team I follow, uh, you know, the San Francisco 49ers. The guy never played a whole season in San Francisco. Yeah,
1: exactly. And and here's here's what the Ward Uh, The second pick of the first round. Oh, he's an Ohio State guy. Cool. What's he going to do in the NFL? This isn't Ohio State anymore. All you people in Ohio, get over it. Just because you're good at Ohio State does not mean you're a good pro. All right? So, why do you not go out and get Bradley Chubb to go on the other side of Miles Garrett and create a pass rush? Corners can only cover for so long. Mm All right? And if you have a pass rush, you have a great pass rush like you could have with Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb. Well, yeah, not only are you going to get sacks, but you're going to have somebody chucking it up early and then you have a couple of turnovers maybe. But, no, I'm going to go out and get the, what I think is a good cornerback. And I'm sorry. You know, the, the one offense – That you had to play against that threw the ball all over God's green earth, roasted your ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that was Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. (laughs)
0: What you said there there was something with Baker Mayfield that that came on late with the Browns brass and they absolutely loved him and I guess that's well. the part that's the part I guess I struggle with is you you signed a free agent listen your your running game was is a, I mean average at best but I mean they weren't worse in the league in rushing and I know the numbers don't pop out but they couldn't settle on kind of a feature back between what Crowell and and the other guy whose name escapes me at the oh, Duke moment. Duke Johnson. Yeah. yeah, Duke Johnson. So you you're going to get obviously uh with with uh, Carlos Hyde coming in, those guys are probably going to split as fast as they can if they haven't already. But I just I don't and I said it the last time we got together. The the draft for the Browns will be a failure if Saquon Barkley doesn't go to them at number one. And so I'm going to stick to it. The draft was a failure for the Browns. Right.
1: I mean, they think they got a back in Nick Chubb, all right, from Georgia, but also was hurt in college. So, and, and I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think he was the best best back in Georgia. I think Sony Michelle was. So, uh, you know, and then, and then they go out and get another problem child in Antonio Callaway all right, from Florida, as a wide receiver. You already have Josh Gordon. You don't know if he's going to relapse, whatever. Antonio Callaway has had his issues. He says he's, he's a good person now. He's got a daughter to uh, feed. Well, yeah, all right. We haven't seen it yet. So, I, I, it's sketchy. That is sketchy. Baker Mayfield could turn out to be the guy, the man in the NFL in about four or five years. Mm-hmm. All right? But... Oh, boy, the rest of it, I I just don't see a whole lot of good that came out of it. Um, the one team that I think made out, all right, was the um, Arizona Cardinals. They got jo- Josh Rosen, all right, and then they took my steal of the draft, Christian Kirk from Texas A&M, and, you know, I think he's going to be this year's Alvin Kamura. What Alvin Kamura did for the Saints last year as, um, as a running back Christian Kirk is going to be that guy in Arizona as a wide receiver and kick returner.
0: Yeah, I was actually just reading about that. That was uh, one I was looking at. And that was actually going to kind of lead me to my next question, Joe. And you, you kind of you gave us your opinion. But who, uh, who, who won the draft?
1: You know, I'll tell you who lost it right off the bat. All right, you remember the line again in draft day when Kevin Costner is trying to get picks and trying to get a trade with the Jacksonville GM. And he says, somebody's going to end up looking like a donkey. <laughs> well, <laughs> the guy who ended up looking like a donkey is New Orleans Saints. You traded up and gave away your first pick next year to get a... picks after. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Davenport from Texas, San Antonio. Guy's good. Guy's going to be a good pro. You could have got him at 18. We traded up to 14 to make sure and gave up your guy next year at number one. Bad move. So who got the best draft? Oh, boy, I don't know. Yeah, um
0: I guess yeah I'm, I'm you know, know it, it would be filled nice to... the need the best they needed. I think the New York
1: Giants right off of Saquon Barkley. It doesn't matter what else the rest of their draft does if, if he comes out, gains 1,000 yards this year, and is an impact player for Eli Manning, I'll tell you what, their receivers are going to be healthy. You watch. That team will not be god-awful offensively <laughs> like they were this year.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't, especially if Odell Beckham can play. There is definitely – yep. just any yep. anyone who can take a little pressure off that passing game, something which, again, Saquon Barkley should be able to do, will help the Giants mm-hmm. out. So I, I agree with that. Well, and,
1: uh, and i got another one for you. Okay. Your team, the San Francisco 49ers. You know, McGlinchey's good. McGlinchey, the lineman from uh, Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. is really good. All right? That's going to really, really help out uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as far as protection. And then I think you got maybe one of the steals of the draft. And Dante Pettis from Washington is a wide receiver. And then you took all defense. I'm really not sure why, Randy, you took all defense, but – you know, I guess depth is always important, so I didn't think there was anything really wrong with your defense last year, but there, offensively, I think you got yourself a t- couple of really key players.
0: Yeah, there there wasn't. Uh, there's uh, What what we're beginning to understand with the, uh, the new regime that run the 49ers is athleticism on defense is going to be the big thing, and that's kind of what What I'm looking at right now is I I didn't know especially the second and third day guys I obviously didn't know much about some of the big names but I know one they were really looking at was uh, Fred Warner the linebacker from BYU he's a pretty he can play you know two or three different positions he's good on run defense he can also play zone which helps out with the passing game so it's going to be stuff like that so again it's a lot it it was depth it was it was a needs draft for the Niners which is good to be in that position where you can, you can work on things that you need a little help with and not just pick guys because you need bodies, which is something that they've done the last handful of years. But it was good for them uh, to take – yeah, probably not names a lot of people are going to know, but uh, it looks like it turned into a pretty good draft for them. And my team, Joe, that I think had a pretty good draft was the team that snuck back into the first round, and that was the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Yeah, I've got to agree with you on that one, too. Pretty good. So you've got, oh, boy, uh, that division is key now because you're looking at the Browns who think they are getting better. You're looking at the Bengals who think they're getting better. And I'll tell you what, people around where we are think Logan Woodside has a chance to actually play because, you know, a lot of people there, are Bengals fans are down on Andy Dalton. All right. Now, the other team in that division, Baltimore Ravens, besides the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, I think Pittsburgh did all right, too. To be real blunt about it, you got rid of Artavius Bryant, who was a headache once in a while. You got James Washington from Oklahoma State, who who was, again, I thought, really, really good last year uh, for the Cowboys. Now, you also pulled. Teammate Mason Rudolph in the third round. Mason Rudolph was one of those quarterbacks being tossed around in that big mix, and all of a sudden fell out of it. No problem for this because uh, with Mason Rudolph's size and everything, height, uh, I'm talking about in that case. You know, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, gives him one more year. That gives Rudolph a chance to be an understudy. And hey, you know, you could be that guy that takes over. It is not going to be a guy like Landry Jones. <laughs> so, I think Mason Rudolph has a chance to be a good pro.
0: I think so, and and obviously they like his arm. That was, uh, that was the big they, thing. They
1: love his arm.
0: Yeah, and that was... Uh, they absolutely I was, love his arm. And speaking of quarterbacks that uh, we knew were going to fall, I guess Lamar Jackson was a bit of the wild card, but uh, Baltimore <laughs> liked him enough to jump back into the first round to take him with the last pick.
1: Well, and I'll tell you what, and I think that's why... Uh, Baltimore had a good draft. You know, Joe Flacco, he's getting a little bit older, too. He's not as old as Ben Roethlisberger. But um, you've got a guy with the athleticism of Lamar Jackson stepping in. And if you can find yourself a running game, and I mean a running game on an everyday basis, then you're going to be all right. Because I think defensively they have retooled the days of, you know, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and all those guys, I think they've retooled. I think they're dangerous again defensively. So, uh, you know, but you need to score. You need to not just have uh, Tucker go out and kick field goals when you're inside the 50-yard line and say, hey, okay, here you go. You, you don't have to kick it.
0: they're gonna i would believe baltimore's gonna do everything they can to not have that happen but uh, in that off chance i believe you are correct but uh, i kind of like what you said at the uh, the beginning or at least what you were kind of hinting at is you know we talked about who you know winners and losers but really we need to see these guys on the field before we can you know in, in two or three years we can figure out who the real winners and losers are
1: Right, and that's exactly right. I mean, you know, you can sit here and hem-haw on paper all you want, but you aren't really going to know for, well, in some cases, halfway through this season. In other cases, it's going to take a couple of years. Guys who drafted O-linemen and D-linemen in the first round, yeah, you're playing now. There's a reason you picked that guy in the first round. You are going to be playing now. So that is going to be an easy eval all right, Saquon Barkley, uh, yeah, you don't go in a second pick because, oh, we're going to season him and see what happens. No, I don't think so. Not with the Giants running game, (laughs) as putrid as it was, all right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, he's playing now. Uh, Quarterbacks, I want to know who's going to play for the Jets, all right? Is it going to be Darnold? Is it going to be Bridgewater? Is it going to be whoever the heck else is a stayover? I mean, you've got about five guys right now in that system and two of them are going to be gone. So, uh, you know, you've got a lot to sort out in training camp and then preseason. There's going to be guys taking, here's your series, here's your quarter and you better do something with it or else you're going to be on the waiver wire. So the jets just created a whole lot of competition for positions, especially really important ones. um, You know, I don't think any other team did anything like that, like what the Jets did as far as the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, I think you're right there. All right, hey, Joe, let's move to uh, baseball because there's something kind of interesting that's been going on the last three and a half weeks or so, and that is three no-hitters already thrown. And uh, there must be something special about the West Coast water because we've seen Oakland, the Dodgers, and now Seattle come up with no-hitters here.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, it, and that's cool. Gosh, I turned that on and saw the last two innings of that last night. And uh, it, it, what a <laughs> – I, I knew James Paxton was pretty good, okay? I saw him last year. I saw him against the Tigers. I saw him against the Indians. He had quality starts. But, boy, uh, this kind of epitomizes what he's capable of. And, you know, let's throw something out there, all right? I did some research. Okay, I did some research before the draft, and now that we're darn near a quarter of the way through the season, here you go. Home runs, okay? There are 23 teams averaging a home run a game. So at the end of 162 games, there's 23 of those teams that are going to have 162 or more home runs. All right, that's kind of upscale, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the other side of that. You've got 11 teams with a 250 batting average or better, 11. You have five teams, six teams, they're averaging five runs a game or more. That's it. So, all those 23 teams that are hitting a home run again, that is one hell of a lot of solo shots that are going out of the park. Here's some team batting averages for you to mull over, okay? Miami. 225. Yeah, we know what Derek Jeter did. A lot of those guys that were really good are gone. You're playing with a whole lot of guys that probably ought to be in AAA. All right, and you're seasoning uh, and trying to bring them all up. And I'm not going to argue because I saw the Atlanta Braves do the same thing quite a few years back, and they just brought up everybody for a year, won like 60 games, and then yeah, the rest tells the story. Like 11 straight, 12 straight division championships, World Series, um, NL championships, et cetera. So I'm not going to argue with what Derek Jeter's doing But some of the rest of these are going to shock you Baltimore In that band box they play in Camden Yards 225 at this time Colorado We all know about Coors Field 228 Toronto Yeah, the ball seems to fly well There, 228 Arizona Who's supposed to be so loaded Offensively also, two twenty-eight. Explain, yeah, we're talking about no hitters? Yeah, all right. There may be four or five more by the end of this year.
0: <laughs> so so what you're saying is the pitching isn't that great. It's just that no one can hit anymore.
1: I think it's a combination of both, Randy. I mean, you know, people are going up, and they're thinking launch angle and long ball. That's why strikeouts are up right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you're talking about innings getting killed because you can't move runners anymore. The strikeouts, you get guys on first and second, nobody out. Uh, nah, people aren't butting. They're going for a three-run bomb, and all of a sudden there's a strikeout. Next guy up gets a ground ball to short. Hey, all right, what well, looked like a decent inning starting out at first and second, nobody out, and you're out of there and two more hitters. So, yeah, because the got ground ball to short turned to double play. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's really interesting what's going on right now in the majors. And, hey, I remember way back at the beginning of the season, we talked about teams that were supposed to be good and then we talked about teams that could shock us. And one of the teams that you mentioned, wait and see, let's see what happened, the Sierra, Seattle Mariners right now, 20-14. and
0: Yeah, it looks that like was this, your team. they're finally getting it together. This was a team that everyone been talking about really for the last uh, couple of years, and it looks like, some of that talent's really starting to pay off.
1: Yeah. And you got two other ones, too, doing the same thing. Did we talk about Arizona at the beginning of the year? No. 24 and 11 right now. And they've got a team ERA of 3.08. And that doesn't even include uh, Zach Granke, who's over four right now. You're talking about Patrick Corbin, Zach Godley, who are, what, about 3.2 and under? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, A.J. Pollock is their guy. David Peralta is their guy. Goldschmidt's down around 230, 240. Okay? You've got other guys picking up the load, and obviously that 228 batting average isn't hurting them because your team ERA of just over three, you're killing it. So it's, it's a good situation right now in Arizona as far as pitching and having everybody contribute. And how about the Atlanta Braves? First place right now in the East, and you're getting toward the quarter point of the season. Twenty and fourteen. You know Dansky Swanson, uh, Markeka, <laughs> Freddie Freeman.
0: Behind them is the team that's behind them in the standings, and that's the Phillies at 20 and 15.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I'll tell you what, and you're a Cubs guy, how much would the Cubs love to have Jake Arietta right now? All right, he's come out and pitched very, very well in Philadelphia. You know, I've seen guys lead really good teams, Randy, and then go to a team that's supposed to struggle or is very young and they pout about it. They can't wait till the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this doesn't seem to be the case with
0: Jake Arietta. <laughs> no, he's got—he's one of those leader guys. Yeah, I, it just I it, it maybe he needed uh, a, an adjustment to his surroundings, but uh, he looks like he's definitely got things in the right direction. What three and one already here? The early part of the year, twenty-two strikeouts. Yeah, with, a very, with so, a very
1: respectable ERA
0: too. Yeah, so, 3-1-5, um, So he. You know, uh, He's he's yeah, and definitely he's had a couple leading of no the staff. Too. Yep. Yep. He's really he's really kind of leading these guys. And it'll be interesting to see how far the Phillies go. But uh hey, let's talk basketball. Yeah. Let's talk the uh, NBA playoffs here just real quick, Joe. We'll close with this. Okay. Uh, shocked at all by what the Cavs did to Toronto? No.
1: And you know what? I mean, gosh. It looks like I'm going to be bored again this year because I was really hoping it would be somebody besides the Cavs and somebody besides Golden State. I mean, there's certain things in life that you kind of, you know, if it's not right around you, if it's not your team or your school or whatever, you get bored with it. Mm-hmm. And the NBA, uh, if it's another Golden State Cavs thing, and like, all right, here we go again, I'm, I'm almost praying
0: that Boston and Houston, um, you know, come through in the clutch for me. Hey, I mean, whoa, hockey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, you're discounting the 76ers here.
1: Well, considering that one, now yeah, is is going to be gone. Come on. Um, trust,
0: trust the process, Joe. Yeah. The process means coming back from 3-0. Yeah, okay.
1: When that <laughs> happens, then I'll, then I'll change my mind. But here you go. All right. Hockey, on the other hand you're going to see somebody different this year because the Penguins, yeah, right? my root for got beat. Thankfully my buddy, the rev, I don't have to listen to that all about the Bruins anymore either. So yeah, take that one, pal. Um, but yeah, you know, I think Tampa Bay is going to beat Washington and that's going to be, I, I will probably watch the NHL playoffs. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay is exciting to watch Washington, same thing. And, you know, Vegas and Winnipeg, my buddy, that's with Fiery Seas Publications, Gloria up in Alberta. Yeah, we have fans in Alberta, Randy, but (laughs) she is a Jets fan, a big Jets fan. So, you know, hopefully, I'll tell you what, hopefully this all works out and we see somebody different there because it sure isn't going to be in the NBA. I just got a gut feeling it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State round
0: whatever 64 again yeah it it does seem that way speaking speaking of Winnipeg and and we'll close with this Joe uh I I had a weird dream last night that I was a goon I was a hockey goon which if I if I were to play Uh, hockey I would definitely be the the Bob Probert type for those I don't even know if they if teams have those types of guys anymore because that that's been I don't know if they really do either Randy I
1: mean gosh Bob Probert Ty Domi. Oh, oh, there man. we go. I'm a guy
0: like that there's, with there's a, maple a name. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was a there's goon. A for you. But I, I had this dream. I, mean, I still you remember might as well it. Just say the
1: Hanson Brothers.
0: Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I. So I was the goon for the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> you know that reminds me because I'll tell you what I did. I did hit glory up because you know my good hockey fan, huge hockey fan. NHL channel last night, and I sat down and watched it. Old hockey movie with Rob Lowe in it, Cynthia Gibb in it, um, and Rob Lowe's nemesis was a goon named Luther Racky. All right, and that'd be you, Randy, a guy named Randy Racky. That'd be a <laughs> perfect name for a goon. How do you like that one?
0: So I, I don't know if I have to change allegiances now in in hockey. I don't. I don't know if I need to like see a. a one of those dream specialists who can help you understand what your what your dreams mean, but uh, I just I, I I woke up this morning. And I just I'm like, man, like, and I I can vividly remember seeing the the Winnipeg's, you know, the the jet on the sweater, the new look for the for Winnipeg, and I, yep. I, I just had a dream I played for the Winnipeg Jets, so I don't I, I don't yeah, know well, what I'm supposed to take for it. The mighty ducks. right. I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to take of it. So if you're listening. And, you know, uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, however. I actually think you ate something weird last night. That's why
1: you had a dream like so that. I, so
0: <laughs> I I, went to Taco Bell when I got out of work. I don't, it wasn't anything.
1: Uh, so I just, I don't. I don't know. Right? I used to have that with black and swordfish, man. <laughs> I'd always be good for a really weirdo dream after I ate black and
0: swordfish. Uh, so I don't, so. again, it's just one of those. You know, one, one of those things, so uh, if anyone knows.
1: Yeah, uh, hey, I got one for you. My slide. last thing here, all right, is speaking of food, all right, uh, this way I can get Dana off my rear end about burger month, all right, and, and burger a day, whatever it is, keeps the hunger
0: away. I think that's her slogan. <laughs> Dana, here you go. I like you it.
1: You didn't respond to this, so I'm calling your ass out right now. All right, my burger, my burger.
0: going to keep a few things it's going to keep a lot of friends and family away too while well, coming back to up so that's, uh, <laughs> well hey i think that's going to wrap oh, up boy. the junk for the week uh again uh we're going to be a little sporadic uh going forward here through the spring and summer uh we're going to try to get you some new uh new pods the best we can but to be to be honest with you we're extremely busy guys and so uh Getting yeah, together is. tell isn't,
1: you what, we're getting slammed right now, yeah. especially during tournament season here in Ohio. So, so we'll try uh, to get together with you as often as we possibly can.
0: That's right. So uh, until then, we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Joe's Junk Tour. We're available on iTunes. Just search for us at Joe's Junk Tour. We're available on ORN Radio on SoundCloud.com. And we're also available on the Ultimate Sports Network as well at 1USN.net. Just click on the podcast tab and you can join us along with all the other great podcasts available on the ultimate sports network